Welcome back to the Talking Chop podcast brought to you by the folks at Chief of Staff KC, your local trusted talent scouts, making connections that matter. This week, we're joined by our dear friend, Chris Stibbs, Director of Philanthropic Engagement at Newhouse Domestic Violence Shelter. Chris, I know you've had a super busy last couple months. How's life going for you now? You know what? Now that we're out of gala season, I am swimming easy. There you go. I'm nice. very excited to be yeah. done with it. There you go. You excited for the holidays coming up? I am. Yeah. I am. It's a big time of year, too, with end of year giving and mm-hmm. the philanthropic sector. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited, but also ready to take a few more breaks. There you go. You guys have a good uh, Giving Tuesday? So we actually have redefined our Giving Tuesday, and we do uh-huh. Giving Gratitude Week. Okay. And so instead of asking for money on a day, we're like, millions of nonprofits are asking for money. Right. We've decided mm-hmm. to spend the week giving gratitude to those who support like us year it. round. So cool. yeah, kind I of our own, on socials. Yeah. yeah. Our own little take on um, gratitude. There you go. Good awesome. Um, um, well, we uh, will we'll get into everything there is to do uh, with Newhouse here shortly. But, um, you know, the Chiefs rolled into the bye week playing some of their best football of the year. Yep. Um, and we all know how Andy and the boys come out of the bye week. So uh, we should be in for a good game Sunday night against the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into our takes on that. But first, we're bringing you our position of the week brought to you by Chief of Staff KC, your local trusted talent scouts. We're a recruiting firm in Brookside and we'll bring you the best accounting and finance, sales, marketing, uh, ops, admin. I wasn't on the, I wasn't on the show last week, so I don't have it down. Uh, but anyways, if you got talent out there or you need talent, we, uh, we'll find it for you. So Lucas, what do we got? Yep. So we have a systems um, financial analyst. It's really unique. They, they need this hybrid mold of someone who's maybe done some financial planning and analysis work, but also has gone through numerous system implementations. Um, so any like cloud-based or Oracle-based, you know, software implementations, or even if you've just done some other smaller integrations, that's something that they're looking for. It's, it's more of a unique one. Uh, it's a high paying contract role. So they bring you out for about six months and then it's a, a potential opportunity to go perm. So anyone out there who got caught up in some layoffs or maybe is just unhappy in their current environment and would like a uh, new venture, please give us a shout. And then our, we actually picked up some creative roles recently. So uh, shout out Let It Fly Media. I know they're looking for a couple people mm-hmm. right now, producer and creative. So uh, they're they're obviously needing talent, but then we have a few clients in town that need some graphic design uh, talent and some producing talent as well. Love to talk to you about those. A little out of the ordinary um, from what we normally uh, accomplish. So but those are the, the two hottest ones and most recent uh-huh. as of late. Awesome. Um, well, those are your positions of the re. Brought to you by Chief of Staff KC. I mm-hmm. uh, want to give a quick shout out to my boy Lucas for uh, putting <laughs> the team on his back last week riding solo. Uh, thanks for doing that, man. No, you're welcome, man. Nice to have you back. It's, you it's go. good to have a, a duo back in action. So um, well, we'll get into the talk and shop portion. So, Chris, if uh, I'll let you take the floor, let let the viewers know kind of uh, your background, if you'd like, and kind of uh, what you've been doing um, with Newhouse as of late. Yeah, so my background over the last five to six years has been in the philanthropic sector here in Kansas City. Um, So whether we realize it or not, we're all involved with some sort of nonprofit, whether Mm, it's our church, local food bank, working on young professionals board for agencies. I mean, we all have some connection to the sector. Sure. Um, So I work for Newhouse. We're Kansas City's oldest domestic violence shelter, celebrating 50 years this year of life-changing services. Awesome. Yeah, it's been a very exciting year for us. Um, we've estimated that we've served about 21,000 survivors awesome. in shelter over the last 50 years in the community. Um, and we're ready to kind of prepare for the next 50 years and how we work to eradicate this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have the great fortune of working on the fundraising team and mm-hmm. connecting with individual and corporate donors, working mm-hmm. on our special events and 
just coming out and chatting with people. Yeah. So I yeah. love it. It's my calling. It's where I'm meant to be. And yeah. I'm excited to be there. Yeah. I mean, if you're involved in the nonprofit scene, you, you definitely know Chris. Uh, he, he's made his for presence. For better or for known. worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was it Katie Lord that originally got us connected or we met through the loop or something yeah, like that. Something like that yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Chris is actually also on the Loop KC. He's yep. our uh, philanthropic um, kind of lead as you, if you will, on the leadership team. And he's uh, done a great job securing local partnerships with a couple uh, nonprofits um, that, that we um, you know, provide sure. people to, mm-hmm. um, I guess mm-hmm. for lack of a better term on the loop side. So he's been crushing that. Thanks again for all your help with that. Oh, thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah. Well, uh, so we asked a re- uh, recurring recruiting question yep. um, every episode this year. And uh, at Chiva's staff, we talk about how, uh, you know, we're kind of, it's a culture and, you know, focusing on a, on a culture fit is really vital to a long-term placement within an organization. So um, talk, talk to us about the, the culture at Newhouse. Um, obviously with it, uh, you know, not only hiring on your exec side, but also support staff for the shelter. I'm sure, you know, you have to really look for specific things and um, traits in people. Um, so yeah, talk to us about the culture at Newhouse. Yeah. So one of the things I've loved about the culture at Newhouse, and I really credit our boss, Courtney Thomas, she's the president and CEO, Mm -hmm. is creating a culture where we get to be innovative and creative. Hmm. Um, Because you can see so much in businesses where it's, this is what we've always done, this is the standard, like, just follow it and we're good. That is not the mentality we have. We are, I always say, you know, I don't want to just, like, think outside the box, I want to shatter the box. Um, And how do we create a culture where, one, we practice self-care because that's a huge thing in company culture. And when you're working in the direct services field and you're dealing with individuals who have trauma and their emotions and just helping somebody heal, like self-care is so critical because how can you do your job if mm-hmm. you can't practice self-care for yourself? So building that culture where people are empowered to take care of themselves, knowing that in the long run, it's going to benefit those that we serve. Right. Um, in creating a culture where everybody has a voice, like taking away this hierarchy of like, if you're up here, then you have the right to say right. X, Y, Z. Mm. And if you're down here, like you stay quiet. That's yeah. not the mentality we have. Um, creating a space where people's voices truly can be heard. And that's how you keep and retain staff. And it gets out there in the community and people know that that's a place they want to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. That open door policy mm-hmm. is huge. I, I've been involved in a few different companies that have that and they've been very successful for yeah. a, 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 that reason specifically. Yeah. So um, thank you for sharing. Now we'll dive into the, the quick hitter section. It's kind of the first down sack or Hail Mary. First down being a recent bit of success you've had professionally or personally um, that's going to lead to future success. Yeah, so... Just a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. we had our annual gala, and we brought together about 660 community members, and we raised over $520,000 for Newhouse. Wow, that's incredible. And to put that into perspective, that was $200,000 more than we've ever raised before. So it was a substantial jump um, and really such an impactful event where we had new people in the room to learn about new house to invest in the survivors who call us their temporary home mm-hmm. and really build a new foundation taking us to the next level mm-hmm. for this event and for the agency and how mm-hmm. do we become a household name here in Kansas City yeah. how do you know you hear the word domestic violence shelters and your name goes to new house like right. that's mm-hmm. our goal yeah yeah that's a massive first down um what about <laughs> a, a small sack like a, a recent setback that you've had to overcome um, yeah, fill us in there. Yeah, so I am very one, very one, one to talk about mental health a lot in the field, and I think no matter what, 
what industry you're in, mental health plays a role. And it's something over the last, especially like decade that I have had to tackle my own mental health issues. And so working in a field like domestic violence advocacy, even on the fundraising side and not the direct service, sure, it takes a lot on your mental health. Yeah. And it's hard not to take things home with you. It's hmm. not. It's hard not to hear stories and mm. take it personal. We saw a 26% increase in lethality calls made to law enforcement oh, during COVID, Jeez. which means if somebody doesn't get out of the home, there's a chance they may not survive. Right. And for me, like there have been moments where my mental health with work and outside of work have taken a toll and I've had a couple sacks with it where mm. I've had to really right. regain some yardage <laughs> uh, and position myself mm-hmm. um, to do better. And yeah, so yeah. those are definitely some setbacks that I've experienced, but always growing from it and yeah. moving forward. Well, I appreciate you opening up about that. You know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people get a little weary about talking about mental health, but sure. I, I've always preached that it, it takes people like yourself um, to open up and talk about that, to make, make other people feel, you know, like they can as well. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, it absolutely opens that door. Um, what about a Hail Mary? So a big goal you're working on for the next 12 months. Uh, let's hear it. Yeah. So it's not official right now, but we are trying to work on a pop-up bar for Valentine's Day yeah. weekend. Oh, hell yeah. So it would be the Friday and Saturday before Valentine's Day. And the whole theme around it is building healthy relationships and practicing self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whether you're in a relationship, you're single, whether it's family, friends, your significant other, your colleagues, healthy relationships are critical mm-hmm. and much needed. And so we want to create this space where every individual who walks to the door is practicing self-care. They know they're loved. They know they belong. Mm-hmm. Creating that space where everybody can be themselves. And so we're looking to tackle that Valentine's Day weekend because what a perfect time to talk about healthy relationships. Right. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of my Hail Mary right mm-hmm. now, trying to get that in place. Yeah, um, but we're excited to see what we can do. Yeah, and if you end up getting that uh, set up, you might catch me behind bar one night. So yeah, There we yeah. go. Yes. We'll see. We'll see. the bartender. Yeah. All right. Uh, I did also just want to uh, touch on one more point before we jump into the football talk. Uh, but, yeah, talk to us about, like, your, your year uh, and – I've just noticed you personally as, as being a friend, how much of an impact you've made, not only to Newhouse directly, but also in the community in terms of bringing about that brand awareness. Like I've been so impressed with just how well you preach the message and, um, you know, talk to us about like, you know, the case you can, like what some of yeah. the other things that, uh, you know, you've kind of brought to the table with Newhouse this year. Yeah. So I am very fortunate that when I talk to my friends day in and day out about Newhouse, they're mm-hmm. not like, Chris, we need you to shut up now. <laughs> um, one of them being Emerson. And so yeah. one of our highlights of the year definitely was our partnership with mm-hmm. Kansas City Children's Assistance Network, Casey Can. Um, they raised almost $70,000 for us at their gala, which oh. is huge. That awesome. um, and yeah. that $70,000 can provide on average about 700 nights for a survivor living in our shelter. For So for almost... Wow two years um, shelter yeah it's Mm. huge um and for us is as an agency like we have been one of the larger agencies bed wise like in the top three but operating on one of the smallest budgets Mm -hmm. um and so really stretching the dollar and trying to make it work and Mm -hmm. in a perfect world every shelter has all the money they need to serve every single client um so when we get gifts like the one we got from casey can i mean that is truly being invested back into the programs and helping survivors so that was a huge win for us um, last year, we were very fortunate to get a gift from Dr. Phil McGraw and his wife, Robin. Um, they wanted to support a domestic violence shelter in Kansas City. Uh, Dr. Phil grew up here for a couple years in high school. Sure. And they selected Newhouse. Love it. 
Um, and just working on a lot of partnerships. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had a lot of success with events. I mean, the gala, our breakfast this year was a record-breaking year. The influencer campaign was awesome. The influencer campaign was amazing. And so we launched a campaign where we asked 50 influencers in the community to share about New House. And I would say, just off a of guess, we probably had over 200 like story posts. Um, and I always say, like, it's cool when you see influencers post on their actual page, like their mm. feed, because you know, like, and the, the influencer realm is fascinating and so yeah. cool, and just like <laughs> I am nowhere near that, so I'm in awe. Um, but to see people truly take the time to spread awareness and even just say like this resource is here for someone who needs it. Right. I mean, we had people reach out because of that campaign. Um, and it was just a huge success, something we're going to build and grow upon. Thank you to our very own Emerson Hodis, <laughs> yeah. um, which is really cool when men do it, when yeah. men talk yeah. up. Because right. one in three women and one in four men will experience domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And it's something where we need men to talk about it more. And so to see male influencers step up and mm-hmm. spread awareness, like that is just amazing. Well, congrats on all uh, you know your success and your hard yeah. work. It, it doesn't go unnoticed, man. Like I, I'm so proud of you. Really Thank you. Am. Yeah, you're uh, killing it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, here's to a, a more successful 2022. You set the bar pretty high. So yeah. Like, <laughs> like our good friend Patrick Mahomes. That's you know, right. That's first right. Year out there. So uh, that that leads us into our football stuff. Let's yeah, talk some back. chop, Chris. Um, so as we look forward to Sunday night mm-hmm. against the Broncos after the bye week, how do you think the Chiefs are going to fare? Time's yours. Okay. So I. I'm very excited because I will be watching this game <laughs> right, now that I've been on the Talk and Chop podcast. <laughs> here we go. Um, I still, you know, I have been kind of a Fairweather fan since I moved to Kansas City nine years ago and kind of tune in here and there. Mm-hmm. I do believe in my heart that the Chiefs will win. Okay. Um, I also have to believe that because my cousin is a big Broncos fan. And okay. I like to shove the, like, we've got Broncos, Bears fans, Vikings, and then me being in Kansas City, I just claim the Chiefs. There you and so go. now it's my turn to talk smack and say that the Chiefs are going to beat the Broncos. <laughs> I think oh, it yeah. could be close, but I have the Chiefs winning. All right. We'll get your score prediction here yeah. soon. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, I'm pumped up. I'm sure you are too. Obviously, we'll all be watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chiefs are getting healthy at the right time. They were mm-hmm. going into the bye week looking fresh, yep. uh, like back to the Chiefs that we know and love that you know won the Super Bowl. So all I can really ask for is if, to continue that momentum. And you know, luckily Andy Reid, as you mentioned earlier before the show, he's, he's got a heck of a track record coming yeah. off of bye week. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, come on, Andy, keep doing your thing. I know I'm going to be watching on Sunday night, which it got flexed to Sunday night. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know how you feel about that. But <laughs> love to hear your takes. I don't know. Monday mornings are always tough when you're out <laughs> at Arrowhead till eleven o'clock. But, That's right. Uh, or you know, out there at like three. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I'm ex- I'm always excited for these games. It's uh, the Broncos are a great rivalry. We mm-hmm. you know kicked the crap out of them twelve times in a row or eleven times, yep. whatever it is. Now yep. I can't like I think the Broncos and the Chiefs have both won Super Bowls before the last time we've lost to the, to the Broncos. Yes, it's like, been no. thousands of days <laughs> yeah. since the Broncos have beat us. <laughs> yeah. So let's so, keep that going. Yeah, I just want to keep that streak alive. You know, I got a ton of friends out in Denver that can suck it. So yeah, um, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean. You know, Andy Reid off a bye is almost automatic. You know, knock on wood. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited uh, for the game. Excited to be yep. back at it, Arrowhead. And, uh, yeah, we'll just see how we do. But, Chris, what do you uh, – if we got a score prediction from you, what, what are we thinking? So, I'm going to say 24-21. Okay. Chiefs Ooh, winning. I like it. You yeah. know, the Broncos are playing well. I, yeah. I, I think yeah. it'll be a little bit I was doing my research, so there you go. that's, that's what I'm – 
That's good. AFC West rivalries always tend to bring out mm-hmm. the best of, of both teams. And so um, I'll go with a, a 28-21 uh, Chiefs victory. Okay. I think we're going to stomp them, honestly. Love yeah, it. As love much it. as I would love to see a, you know, a tight game, I think it'll be like 31 to, what is 70? Uh, 20. 21-20. All right. Tucker? Right. Uh, Tucker, what are you thinking? I'm going to go 21-17. 21-17. Okay. A little lower scoring, Tucker but we get the here. dub. All right, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I guess I'm going, I'm going with the over. So we'll see. Well, we hope that you are the correct That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> do, do you want to put in your hottest player on the Chiefs? Last take or I think <laughs> my I will go with the player that I really, really admire. Okay, we'll do that. I like that. In case you happen to be watching it watching. <laughs> um, I just am continually impressed by Tyran Matthew. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. the work he does on the foundation. Shout out to my good friend Angel McGee, who go. serves as the chair of the board. I love what he's doing in the community and him taking his background and his experiences growing up yeah. and making mm-hmm. sure that he invests what he has done back into the communities that he lived in and that he lives in now. I'm just continually impressed by everything yeah. he's doing. I, I couldn't agree more. He's definitely, you know, obviously everyone loves Patty, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's definitely my favorite player in the Chiefs, you know, for that reason, too. Yeah. He was handing impact. out uh, turkeys mm-hmm. for right. Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. just standing there giving hundreds of, of yeah. Kansas Cityans. Yeah. So. yeah. 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 So Brett Veach, you know, keep that man in this town. Mm-hmm. You know, right. He does, he does a lot for the city. And so it would, it would suck to see him go. Mm-hmm. We got to yeah. free up some cap space for him. So. That's right. Uh, but that does it for week 12 of Talk and Chop, brought to you by Chief of Staff KC. Uh, whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure to follow us along all season as we interview some of Kansas City's top execs and personalities. Chris, again, thanks so much for being with Thank us. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks for well. having me. Yeah. So glad to be here. Always great catching up, man. All right, we'll catch you all next week. And as always, go, go Chiefs. Chiefs.